This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard and alongside me as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. G'day everybody. All right, we are back. Another week of Rugby League is in the books and it seems like only one of our teams is allowed to win every week, Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like that, uh, but uh, it does feels like both teams played a bit more as expected this week than uh, the last few weeks. I feel like it's been, I feel like this has happened before. I feel like we like very, very, very rarely did both our teams win on the same weekend. Like when you guys were good in 15 and 16, mm. we were kind of falling off and then we kind of got it back and you started falling off. It's good off. for the podcast. So, like, like there was like, yeah. if, if both things were good, for, we'd be like, I'm already kind of insufferable. If both mm. of our teams are good, you're insufferable when Souths are good. Yeah. Like, it's not great for the product if we're both good. Unless they were both <laughs> run, unless they were the runaway two best teams, that would be fun. I think that for would us. be so. Well, no, we'd be so insufferable that it would be like Kaufman esque almost, and we'd get away with it. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. Anyway, uh, first game of the weekend Dragons 12, team of the podcast 36. Uh, I was at Socceroos game for work, so I did not see a second of this. I didn't bother going back to rewatch it apart from the highlights because. You know, Cronulla won by a billion. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about this week, uh, so we won't spend too much time on this game. Seems like it was a bit of a bludger, but Mitchell, what were your takeaways from this? Apart from Nico uh, Hines is the best half in the league. That's it. Yeah, the first two games of Nico being in the halves were overstated. I thought he was pretty poor in round one, and the last game, like people are obviously looking to praise Nico at the moment. They're looking to find the right things, but he was really good in this game. And what we've discovered this year through many of the games is that we're getting things that are a bit more like traditional rugby league, like the forward pack goes forward and wins the middle. All of a sudden, the halfback's job is really piss easy. How the game used to work, you know? So in this game, the Sharks pack, and big packs can be a thing again already, it feels like. But that's a bit of the concern I had about the Sharks in preseason. And obviously, they've been really good in this game and look like they're, they're on the rise and look like I'm, I'm wrong on them. But they, they really pounded the Dragons for the middle here. The Dragons missed Aaron Woods, but they did. And uh, and then on the back of that, we had the good work from guys like Nico Hines. And even though they, you know, they lost Connor Tracy in this game, then like yeah, like Rami and get binned late. Like binning late doesn't really matter. But you had the good work come from Nico and the four pack, and the team went from there. And like CSF Talakai, he was exceptional. And like I know, like I know he was at South and he went there. Whatever people ask you. You know what went wrong at South? Like he didn't. He played like four years of. A, he, he had like a four-year yeah. gap between his first grade appearances. He was like a different player entirely to what he was at South. He was a below-average center at South. Yeah. And whilst he's playing in the centers this weekend, he was really good in the in the middle in the earlier rounds. Exceptional on the edge in this game. He was actually my best on the on the field was Talakai. Huh. Exceptional on the edge in this game, and just seemed to be like the conditions. I don't know why. He's a mutter. He was a mudder in this game. He was awesome. And, uh, yeah, right. One of those rises, you, you know, I don't think many, like you, you know, you, you were right on a couple of guys in left south. I don't think we would have seen someone like Talakai or predicted him being as good as he is now, hey, like four years I, ago. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, as you said, he pretty much, it was very, it was much slimmer when he played at south too, a bit undersized almost. And yeah. so, yeah. But he was um, any more mobile? He was like slimmer mm, and smaller, but not more mobile yeah, than now. No, exactly. Yeah, he just kind of like was a bit of a meh, whatever player. But yeah, credit yeah. to him. He's taken he's taken to his chances at the Sharks really, really well from from 
the time he spent not suspended. So good on him. Yeah, but they played really well. And like, did they get break those benefits? They don't get the same credit as guys like the Storm do for developing players or using reserve grade. But you really look at that team now and you look at like, you know, Will Kennedy is a proper New South Wales Cup player. Connor Tracy is someone else. Is, is again, the South cast off. Talakai's a cast off. How Newelli is. Toby Rudolph is. You know, I mean, I, I don't really call them the same thing, but like, look, Metcalf kind of is, and Aiden Tolman, you could say he's, he's garbage. I don't think really counts, but you know, you could throw in when they've signed Jaden Beryl, but they're, they're one of the very few clubs that are willing to actually let guys in their early 20s go yeah. play three years of Reggie's. Well, the fact yeah. that we call half this team Newtown Legends is evidence of that. Yeah. So. But, and then you still look around the league and, you know, they haven't really had to, they haven't recruited that well. They've got better this year, the Sharks. But the last couple of years, they haven't recruited that well. You know, they, a lot of the Sonic, like Dugan was a disaster for them. Mm. Moreland's been Johnson a didn't disaster. didn't work out. Yeah, for what they paid. You know, the recruits this year have been a better batch of recruits. But essentially, they built a decent enough baseline with this development that a couple of good recruits can make them into a mm. good team. And you just look around the league, you're like, man, every other, it's like every other team bar three or four, just give up on players and let them go. And let them go be in Sharks reserve grade after a couple of years. You think, man, why didn't, you know... South, for example, could really use Connor Tracy. Really yeah. can use him. Yep. And, like, <laughs> and he, you know, Talakai's a different one. But yeah, guys like that, like he was like 22, 23 when South let him go. There was no one for him to play, to be fair. That's it. But teams, like, but there was no one for him to play at the Sharks either, right? When he went there, he, was he, wasn't, he wasn't a first grader when they signed him. They've been good at that. They've been good at grabbing guys that have been cast away after already serving a couple of years in the system. And then just giving him a shot. And again, they won't all work out. And we won't see all of them in first grade. But I respect that a lot for them. And yeah, the Dragons mm-hmm. were shithouse. And they somehow still got... Ben Hunt was okay in the first half. But somehow he, they, they got a Dally M point out of this game. They lost by 30 or 24 and they got a Dally well, M point. Ben Hunt is retroactively owed like 100 Dally M points. So he's I'm getting okay them all this year. He, he, he's <laughs> getting like... Not that he hasn't deserved them either. But like when your team loses 36 to 12, they're... Has to be something exceptional on your side of the ball that gets you a Dally M point. Remember last year when the Tigers got absolutely shit pumped by the Roosters and um, Dane Laurie got a point or two points because he made like a line break in the first five minutes and looked okay. Yes. Good times. Yes. At Speaking least, at least West- Ryan Sims had the excuse of not, excuse not watching, you know, <laughs> like when yeah. you got hers wrong. Uh, speaking of the West Tigers, uh, they lost again. Um, they probably should have won again. That's, I mean, I mean, week two, throw it out. But I mean, that's just the second game this year. They're pissed away. Um, and just they're just so error ridden and and sluggish in attack and I mean nothing's working. I mean I, I know it's easy to uh, to criticize Luke Brooks and, and he is very much the whipping boy in this scenario, but he wasn't very good again. And I mean I didn't think the Warriors played very well, but uh, they won. So what does that say about the Tigers, Mitchell? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's not much to say about it. We predicted going into this game. If you I mean, could have imagined did, exactly how this game would go, it would literally be close to what it did. Like this, this pile of shit that we got with no no points in the second half and a lot of drop ball and us thinking, geez, the Tigers probably should have won that. But, they should uh, have. And I'm not, I'm not going to say if they got the Luciano thing, they win because whatever, mm. things change. But that is... That was so I weird. I don't like overhyping and overreacting refereeing things on here, but... Because everyone yeah. does that. It's in all the platforms. But that was just truly bizarre because like we were on Discord live and it happened. And I said, first look, I said, that's a try. I called try 
when I saw it live. Everyone came around on it. But the thing is, with the more of every second sec- extra viewing, it looked more like a try. Yeah. So, like, I, I tweeted about it. And A, of course, it's happened to the Tigers. This would not happen to any other team. And B, it's like, people go, oh, they check everything. I'm like, yeah, thanks, dipshit. I know that. But, like, they didn't check this very thoroughly. And they probably yeah. should have because by the time I watched it five times, I was like, yeah, probably a try. Whereas they were tapping the ball in the 20, like, 10 seconds after yeah. he after the after he did it so like they kind of checked it that many times so they didn't well he I, I don't know Ziggy said he did it on the ground he made the call instantly it wasn't like the bunker looked yeah. at, he, he made the call like between and, him saying that and them tapping the ball how much time was it not much not long enough for the bunker to look at it more than like yeah. once or twice I and, don't think and this is what the anti-bunker brigade get and I know it didn't go to the bunker but we've cut out how they intervene and we also yeah. incentivize referees to not use it and mm-hmm. nobody gives a shit because it was the Tigers. But if this happened in the South Roosters game, we wouldn't be talking mm-hmm. about Mitch Barnett. We'd be talking about that. We'd be talking about the bunker all weekend if it happened in the South Roosters game. And it's happened in this game, happened to the Tigers again. They probably refer it if it's a better team as well. Yeah. But terrible call. And the, and the other thing that was terrible about it too is the Tigers didn't challenge. It's like, if you're not going to challenge for a try scoring opportunity, what are you going to challenge for? Yeah. Uh, are you allowed to challenge that? Yeah. Oh, all right. Because you, you're challenging what happened, right? You challenge right. the like because he didn't knock it on. Oh, uh, I would have. Assu- <laughs> I, so I just assume because it's something yeah. that's automatically reviewed, you don't, you can't you challenge, can challenge it. it. But, okay. Well, can, yeah. Um, Stafford Toa. Well, bombed it's automatically what, reviewed, right? Because it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. yeah. Um, Stafford Toa bombed what probably would have been the try of the year so far. It's nice work from yeah. Gildart. Um, yeah, Gildart they had a good game. Year. He did. I mean, Apart from that, I mean, that he's trying to chance his arm with two seconds ago, threw it over the sideline, but fucking whatever. He's the only one that showed any sort of morsel of creativity he's a weird mix of being slow but having good i was gonna feet. say like when he got into space it was like you run very slowly sir but your footwork to get there was quite yeah. almost reminds me of cody walker a little bit in the way that he can somehow create space but he's not very fast but P- walker has some speed about him though right something acceleration or something Gillard makes no sense because he keeps like creating space but being slow it's like he must have worked real hard to create space, but he keeps doing it. And then, unfortunately, like, you just love to see him have just one of those, you know, crazy speeds on his left that he's popped someone who's three times faster than him and it's, and it's all good. And Toa somehow got dropped this week. I thought he was really good. But he's, um, I, I know Ken Marmalo's the dude or whatever, but fuck, you find a way to keep Toa on the side. I feel like I would. Uh, but yeah, maybe. I mean, he did know, not have a can, but I'm saying, like, which is yeah, the, over, the over kind the of thing that you would drop a player for. Over the Jimmy <laughs> the Jet, you know? Like uh, Tyrone Peachy was not good in this game either. Though. No, he wasn't. Well, t- if the rules are back to how they were, Tyrone Peachy is not going to be a good player anymore. So. No, which is classic Tigers. <laughs> Again, sign it a guy is. because sign a guy who's perfect for the Lando ball and then the Lando ball goes on. The, the reverse, the reverse Tuboyovich, they call it. But, but their positives as well, like the things they had going for them, like Wita Kamanu is probably he's out so for good. God knows how long. And now he's, he's injured now, right? So it's like... <laughs> Such a shame. And they were liking Hastings despite like some bad moments. He was looking creative and he is, uh, you know, suspended, suspended. you know. Yeah. Jock Madden looked good in this game. And somehow we can't, none of the discourse about this game has been Jock Madden look good. It's been about again that you can't blame Luke Brooks. And I still haven't found the people actually blaming Luke Brooks. Saying Luke Brooks is shit is not blaming him for the result. No. They win this game if a winger catches the ball. They win this game if... Yes. David Nofaluma doesn't get mossed by Marcelo Montoya. Yes. They win they this, game win this game for a variety of reasons. The bunker. They should have won this football game. They should have. Yeah. And yes, Brooks should have contributed more to the win. But I find that it's very strange and people 
defend him, say he's not to blame for the Tigers' issues, and nobody is saying everything wrong at at, at Leichhardt is his fault. The same thing how yes. no one is saying it's all Madge's fault because obviously we know it, that there's issues up above Madge at that club. Mm. But it doesn't mean he's blameless. No. I, I, had, I had that discussion with someone on Sunday and they were like, oh, well, what's, you know, you can't just blame the coach. What's he supposed to do? I'm like, yes, you can. Like, you you say mm. things like, oh, the coach isn't out there missing the tackles and the coach isn't out there dropping the ball. He kind of, but is. He kind of is because, yeah. like, if you're not asked because you don't like your coach, maybe you don't work as hard to beat a guy in the air for a kick and maybe you don't dive and make that little extra effort to make a cover tackle. And maybe you, maybe you do take some sets off when it's your job to be a yardage runner. And everything. All of these things contribute. And if you're sitting here and acting like if they had Trent Robertson or they had Wayne Bennett or they had Craig Bellamy, they wouldn't be in a better position, then like you're just wrong. Of course they would be. And at the same time, you're right. The problems are far beyond Michael Maguire and Luke Brooks, but those are still problems. And it's, yeah. not, it's not unfair to call them out. And for some reason, we've now got to a point where, despite the fact that, and I've been a Luke Brooks defender for a really, really long time, but he has not impressed at all in the past couple of years. Not even glimpses. And mm. now I've got to a point where he's, for some reason, being defended like he's Ben Hunt on a bad Dragons team. 100%. And- he's been defended like he's playing well. He's not playing well. Like, because you can play well. Like, I know halves, it's very hard to play well on a bad team. It is. But you can do it. And he isn't, you know, like Ben Hunt's a great example. We all go into fight for him and he's obviously not the one to blame on the field solely either. But again, he's making the big bucks. He's the halfback. You accept that when you get paid nearly a million dollars a year, you, you are going to be held more responsible than the rest of those around you. And other guys as well, like, like Tarmel, for example, hasn't been great for them, but he'll be gone soon. Like Joe O kind of sucks. No one cares about Joe O. You know, these, like you're gonna, you think we're gonna sit here talking about Joffrey and Garway for thirty minutes? No, <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, we all because we all kind of agree on those things, right? We disagree on that. And then Luke Brooks that's given this pass market, but he's got so much potential. Yeah, they all got potential. Then, you, well, you have potential to make first grade, mate. You've all they've all got lots of potential. We are well past that now. We are, and the, and the Warriors don't look like a good football team, but they have good enough players to to evade the coaching sometimes. And they held on in this one and they weren't very impressive, but whatever, they got the two fucking points. <laughs> like, yeah, good on them. They, 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 the, a win. And the coaching thing you mentioned there, Bungard, I was going to mention the Broncos game, but we may as well dove it, tail it in here. It's like people act like coaching doesn't impact everything on the field, but it's like, tell me why the last like four years, the Broncos are just dumb. Like why can't, like someone Cobo and Tessie knew this weekend, Instead of like diving out of the in goal, they ran up right out of the in goal and got dragged back like four times. And why does yeah. it happen to bad teams but not good teams? It's mm, just because it's just a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. All the dumb players are on bad teams with bad coaches, and all the good ones with good coaches are on good teams. It's all coincidence. Coaching yeah, doesn't it's, matter. It, it's weird that the storm don't do dumb shit like get tackled in touch on tackle one and stuff. It's it's just yeah, it's weird yeah. like that. Yeah, they don't mm. do that, or they don't like yeah how they don't decide to run upright out of the in goal into a line of four people, one meter off the goal line. They don't, yeah. like Pappenhausen doesn't take on four guys like that. Mm. He just must be because he's so good. That must be it. Anyway, <laughs> um, how, how the Tigers let him go. There's another one, Pappenhausen. Got him. Um, all right. Ah, the main course, South City 28, Roosters 16. Should have been more. Um, bombed a couple of easy tries. Um, just a great performance. I'm not going to say they're back. Still a work in progress, but thought Lachlan Lewis was a lot better. 
Cody Walker was very good in this game. Cameron Murray is the best forward on earth. I will debate anyone who thinks otherwise. Well, I'm not going to debate you uphill at the moment because it's not no. worth it. But there's, uh, <laughs> there's certainly an upper echelon and he's in that. And yeah. uh, I do I do still think, and maybe you do take him over Isaiah Yo, but I think they're, they're pretty similar they are. in terms of how the performance is. And also, they're, like, awesome. they're, they're different body shapes, but they do play a similar-ish game, how they're kind of the first receiver. They're both great players. Can we... Can we stop acting like Victor Radley is in this tier of players now? Enough is enough. We have stopped dreadful. though, right? We so we have stopped, you and I, but a lot of people haven't. But anyway, he was he was dreadful in this game, I thought. He was really, really bad. Um the thing is he should be in that tier, mm, but he's not. Yeah, he's well, it depends who you ask. But yeah. um but yeah, uh Murray was sensational. Um uh Latrell's still getting up to speed. I mean, he didn't have that many touches in this game, but the ones he did have were pretty impactful. Obviously, the, the, the last one, the most impactful, but um, he had some nice touches too. This was Cody's best game of the year by a mile. Keon's best game of the year by a mile. Um, yeah, the forwards really aimed up. Jai Arrow has been absolutely fantastic through three games, possibly our best player. Um, and yeah, even Ilias was there. This was the first game where Ilias did something, and I was like, hey, if Adam Reynolds was there, that would have been worse. And that was when he tackled Tupanua one-on-one near the line. And that's I'm like, really yeah, yeah, but like, <laughs> you should st- he would have just he would have steamrolled Adam Reynolds. And Ilias you say is actually, that, but Reynolds has done okay with that way. He's like, all right, but but yeah. Ilias is actually a very very good defender as far as halfbacks go. And it was yeah. nice to see for the first time in three games something that I saw happen with our halfback where I was going, oh, that's actually better than the alternative, not you know worse. So it's about eight thousand to one now, but yeah. the one was very nice to have. Um, and yeah, I know the Roosters always start slow and, and Souths, for whatever reason, have the wood over the Roosters comprehensively in the last couple of years. I think that's that's like 170 points in their last four games or something. But um, yeah, just a really, really comprehensive performance. Uh, could have been worse. Um, I mean, I don't know. That was a try last year when Gutherson kicked the ball like that. So I'm not really sure. It doesn't yeah, matter. I was going to get doesn't, that. Doesn't, doesn't matter. The the left edge of the adjusted though that's the main thing and I think it's unfortunate I saw it because I don't like repeating someone else's things but I will say Jason NRL on Twitter did do a bit of a thread on this but I didn't see the first half live as I was out of the party I had to rewatch this but when they played Brisbane and a bit in round two they were way too keen to hit their shapes fast and go, and spread instantly and they would do, every time they they were doing. They were going, they were spreading and they were going for the, the cutout to Johnston or feeding Paul or similar. It was never the short ball. It was never the first receiver running. And it helped Brisbane did it with Katoni Stag, shot up and just hit Paulo. Like you could just hit him whenever he caught the ball and whatever, shut it down. In this in Murray's try, when you rewatch Cam Murray's try, the Roosters have done the same thing Brisbane did. They've shot up to shut it down and hit the ball and hit the uh, ball carrier when he receives the ball. But instead, Ken Murray dummies and goes. And it's mm. like, yeah, that left edge is good because it used to have variation, not because it's like they kept running the same shit. But essentially, the Roosters overread it. They they predicted what you were going to do. They got it wrong. And Murray is good enough to adjust. Other players probably aren't. Other players were being a forward in his spot, probably throw the pass anyway. But that's yeah. it. Like, they, like was it Kiri? I think it's like in Walker's face before when Murray yeah. has it. And then it's Radley one on one, I think, with Murray and. Murray just yeah, wins. And that's so. it. But that's the variation you want to see because the first round, they just kept trying to do the same thing every time they did that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, their attack looked much better. And then what a shock. They, they, mate, they, they scored on the right-hand side. 
Mm. With a that, column that of tongue. Really, <laughs> and that was really nice hands from Ilias for Cody Walker's try to to put Murray into space, who then turned it back on the inside to Walker. Um, Campbell Graham is outstanding defensively. He really, really is. He's got to be up there. Tall Bloom is a great nickname. I'm very pleased with it. And um, like he's really, really good defensively. Although at the same time, uh, um, in terms of centers on the field, I thought Joe Manu was the by a big margin the Roosters' best player. Um, no one else what really turned doing? up for them. But I mean, what every time doing? he got the ball, he looked like he was going to do something. So why did they keep know. going left? I wasn't complaining. You have your worst, your worst side up against one of the best defensive centers in the competition, rather than you know your best player on the night running at a piecemeal south left edge and still trying to work itself out. I don't yeah. know. I guess but that's a thing we do now. <laughs> not complaining. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just truly bizarre, hey. But like. I, and I, I don't know. Like, they definitely do seem... I know they have started so many a time, but they definitely do seem really off off the mm. Roosters do. And I'm not loving a lot of what I'm seeing. I'm not loving... Like, I have no idea why Angus Crichton is coming off the bench. No, no idea. Like, he's better than Tupanua by a distance. And he's better than Nat Butcher. Mm. Like, he should be starting on that edge there. I know he was fine off the bench, but I just don't feel like he solved that problem up the middle with moving Angus Crichton there. You know, and then they just... I don't know. It feels like Tedesco got too used to playing like he was at the Tigers again last year where he just like gets the ball and runs around in circles. Yeah. And he was doing that in this game too. Like he's just full of piss and vinegar, but going nowhere. Mm. Like, mate, yeah. like you got good players. Calm down. Yeah. I mean, uh, may- maybe, yeah, he's finished clearly. Well, I mean, that's obviously, <laughs> that's what I was getting to. Obviously there was time yeah. to put the, uh, the line through his career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a couple of bad games that it's over for you, mate. That's um, yeah. that's it. He moved into the centers, perhaps. Maybe it might work, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I was really pleased with this. A bit frustrated after the first 20 minutes. I thought, given the amount of balls Souths had, that um, they should have been up by more, and particularly given the way the second try came, it wasn't really like anything good in attack either. So it was like kind of frustrating that they went up by more, but then they well and truly made up for it in the second half. And yeah, it could have been more. Probably should have been more, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. Win's a win. That's nice to get off this night and um, big, big game coming up this week. Yeah, it was. I mean, they just played a lot better than what we expected South did. And mm. funny how much like, once they're going better up the middle, like how just everything seems to work again for South. Yeah, weird that. Um, Grimes on the bench again this week. The only change they've made is they dropped Fletcher Baker. So, okay. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I really don't like. Pomorowski's a weird footballer. I don't understand mm. him. He has goodish gangs, but it's like you feel like mm. somebody there has to give for Suwali in another week or two. And I know Suwali played the full 80 in cup last week, so you think he's not far away. Yeah. I can't cop Nat Butcher and Satili over Crichton. I can't. I don't care how good of a coach Robinson is. I can't cop that. No, and, uh, I agree. Angus Crichton's really good. And and White is the 18th man this week, and I hope he comes in because I – think he should be working onto the edge there. And that Butcher is an okay feeling, but like him and Satili, like they were both garbage this weekend. Cowboys are two dollars eighty. That's uh interesting. Yeah. Anyway. I think there's a there's an old, there's a chance. Well Robinson's got coronavirus mate. So he's not going, yeah. He's, so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um all right, we're moving on. Uh the shell of the Panthers managed to beat the Knights 38 to 20. Uh but there's only one place to start. Mitchell, and that is obviously with the fact that Tex Hoy scored a try. Hoy boys, let's go! <laughs> right, right. Scored one, scored one, set one up. Couple yeah, of long no. breaks. <laughs> obviously, Mitchell Barnett being sent off 
in the 32nd minute. Uh, Knights playing close to an hour with 12 men. Fighting valiantly, I must say. Uh, Penrith, you know, got those two late tries to really blow the scoreline out a little bit. I mean, it was it was it was relatively close with 10 minutes to go, but yeah, they were fighting an uphill battle after that send off. And I mean, the the hearing's going on right now, but like we'll 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 probably get the verdict on that by the time we finish recording, so we can talk about it when it happens. But as of right now, they're still at the judiciary. But man, I just thought this was this was really bad, really really bad. I don't understand how you defend it. And people have tried and almost none of them have actually anything to do with what he did. Just try to restrain yourself a little bit because a lot of rookie takes stuff for this week. Hinges I know, I'm going to. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying like and a lot of the defense, oh, he's a good fellow. Oh, he didn't go out there intending to assault someone. No, he didn't. He did not, okay. but he did. Like, <laughs> okay, he didn't. Yeah, you're right. He probably didn't take the field thinking, I'm going to elbow someone in the fucking throat today. I hate Chris Smith, journeyman forward. I'll show, this is your multicultural round, bitch. Bam. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, oh, he didn't go there thinking that. But it happened, and there is there is no explanation for it on a rugby league field because it was well off the ball. The Chris Smith wasn't really an active runner either at that point. The ball was miles gone, and it wasn't like he just bumped him off and his arm went up. He straight up caught, like nobody walks around ever and just puts their elbow above their face just out of a habit. He you feared know, he for his cocked, life. Yeah, and then he cocked cocked him in the throat and. I don't know what time he'll get right now because he's gone straight to the judiciary. If he didn't go straight to the judiciary, probably in that stupid system of like three weeks or something. But yeah. he'd be very lucky to be back in eight, eight weeks or under. Yeah, well, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, as for actually, I mean, I, I just don't understand um, the defense. It, it, it just feels like it, it just, I mean, it, I don't know. It just feels like there's certain clubs that get this protection from Loud yeah. people that have voices. I don't know. Oh, really mate, if a West Tigers player did this. this but, yeah, like the Knights are one of those clubs, for better or worse. The things that Knights players do that are bad for, for whatever reason just get scrutinized less than they would as a, if a West Tigers or a Gold Coast Titans player did it. But yeah, I don't know why that is. That just is the way it is. And it was in full display here. Um, the mate, game itself, if a, though. If a Gold Coast Titans player elbows an Indigenous man in the woods and nobody's watching, did it happen? Because no one's yeah. watching fucking Titans games, mate. Like that doesn't count. Very they wouldn't point. talk about it. But uh, yeah, it's there was stuff people expected Adam O'Brien to like throw him to the wolves as well. And Which I just obviously not gonna do. <laughs> like, I just sometimes I understand like we a lot of my footy friend friends are smart. They are smart people, and they just somehow think that same thing when they've players off field issues. I think their coach is gonna go out there and say something stupid like. Oh, Mitch Barnett's the worst player in the comp. He's a he's a he's a grub. He's a pig. We should cut him. People think he's going to go out there and say that stuff. And the way he handled it really was with a plomb that he said it was a he did a bad thing. But like he he mentioned went on to say, and this is so, so, I have this in my own personal life, mates. You know, when I when I grew up, I'm going to go back to this stuff. But when I grew up, and my 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 old man had an issue of always telling me how much I'd fucked up. And most of the time, you know, you fucked up. Adam O'Brien didn't need to tell Mitch Barnett he fucked up. And that's pretty much what he said. He's like, Mitch knows he fucked up. Like, yeah. what's he going to do? Go back in there and go, oh, you fucking idiot. You got sent off. Yeah. He's feeling like a fucking idiot. He knows he's a fucking idiot. Uh, I, like, I, I do love as well. Like, the, the bar is so low for like, I, I read one story. The headline was like, oh, Barnett's classy gesture to Chris Smith 
And it was just like he sent him a text saying, I am sorry. Oh, it wasn't even an Instagram <laughs> post. It was just a text. I got, hang on, I'm pulling up the story now. Um, if you have anything else to say why I pull it up, but like, it was so funny. Like, hang on. Uh, Mate, well, you know, he, he said sorry. Yeah, I found it. Here we go. And so he Mitch said, Bar- I won't do it again, did he? Mitch like- Bar- this, hang on. All right. Classy gesture. Anyway, the first line of the story is literally Mitchell Barnett picks up the phone on, picked up the phone on Sunday and simply said, I am sorry to Penrith's Chris Smith. So classy. Mate, there you go. Oh, just a class act. Oh, mate. He's just a class <laughs> fellow. Let's, un- how do we give him games back? Let's give him a present. <laughs> Look at the hangdog expression. Yeah. Um- uh, well, I'm sold. Just oozing class, mate. I'm sold, mate. That's it. Rewind, rewind it all back. He didn't do anything wrong. I'm he's classy. It's, but- the bizarre thing is, it isn't just that, like, most of the people who get who talk about this stuff who have talked about this stuff on tv shows or whatever like no one's really condemned him at all yes. and it's like it's a disgusting grub act that has no place in rugby league yeah just say that no one's gonna hang you for it yeah. like and and he will do his time and he will come back and yes me or you and everyone else doesn't really like mitch barnett because of the racism things in the past and well, the apparent racism that in the past, whatever, we don't like him, but he will come back and his career will continue after it. He'll serve his time like anyone else who does this shit and the world will keep on spinning. But it's not a bad thing to say it was fucking disgusting because it was. Yeah. Like, as you said, no one wants to just say, oh, well, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, oh. I. Like we've I, we've obviously never. I mean, I've never elbowed anyone in the head, but everyone has brain snaps from time to time. They do things, and then you do things, and then two seconds later, you're like, "Oh, why did I do that?" Like yeah, we've all done it. It smart. doesn't ex- it doesn't excuse your behavior. But like you know, I, I like you know, you, you you might walk into a you might walk into a door or like knock something off the table, and then like because you're angry, you kick it or something. You don't mean to do that, but you just. Yeah. Do it and then it's over and then instantly you're like oh i feel like a bit of a dick now because i did that yeah and that's probably what happened here but that doesn't make it right nor does it excuse it and nor does that mean he shouldn't be suspended for a long time and especially nor does it mean that texting the guy to say sorry means he's classy you sure because it does feel classy one guy class uh, act all the way yeah <laughs> it's just so classy um we were like, good um yeah. fucking were they though and- I don't know. Like, I don't care. They're a bunch of proofs. actually like again. It's easy to say that, but I thought the Knights were playing really well, and that really that was just the they game. Might if, they might win if they might win if Bunnett is still. I mean, more, if they have thirteen on the field, so. Penrith are missing a lot. Of, the Knights had more line breaks, by the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Penrith are missing a lot of cattle. But I think you can also see the uh, impact of Adam O'Brien up there that they didn't pack it in after they went down the twelve because this is a team, and not all the players are still around. But this is a team we used to love packing it in. Any kind of adversity. They just lived for it. They lived for it and they didn't pack it in this game. And it's really easy, Matt, even as a good team, to give in after that happens. Yeah. Intr- intriguing game this week, Sharks and Knights. Be very interesting. Yeah. Yep. I think the Knights are, are a quality side. Like, and they've got the you know, Pongers back in this week, p- probably. Yeah. We'll see. And Cleary's back for Penrith, so that's annoying. But oh well. Yeah. Um, Melbourne Storm 24, Parramatta 28. Uh, Raystone died a hero. He did that. I mean, you don't want to end your career with an injury, but there is no better way to leave a club than how he did. Really isn't. Yeah. Especially with the player, like the I level of I can't believe he was is. onside, by the way. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it shows you how little everyone else chases field goals because he f- felt like he was offside, but that's just how far you can go when the ball's in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. Hit two um, hero moments from Raystone. Also, the, the leapfrog earlier. But I thought, I mean, I tipped the Eels going into this one, which apparently was sacrilege, but just it kind of played as I thought it would. And I thought that the Eels might even come home more, more solid than that. Storm started really well. Storm forward pack gets gassed. That average bench comes on and the Eels get the ascendancy. That's kind of what happened. Mm. And then, yeah, they, um, the, the Storm struck back with Pappenhausen really late. And then going into Golden Point, honestly, it's hard to back against the Storm. But race st- wasn't accounted for. Race don't. It was awesome. I can't believe he's onside. That's the cra- As soon as it happened, I'm like, well, he's got to be 15 meters offside. But he wasn't. He and wasn't. Mate, look at him. Look at being an effort merchant plays off. He's oh, he's just an old school player. Just trying those one percenters. Yeah, mate. That, that is actually like point- that is actually yeah. a one percenter though. That was like, like a zero point one zero one percent. So good on him. Like he's like where he's chasing it for no real reason. Good on him. Like that's, but that's, that's how it works out for you, man. He chased those kicks and it hit the upright and almost, it almost looked like he'd planned to be where it was going to bounce, you know, where, where he went to, scored that try. It was awesome. And uh, Eels beat the Storm in Melbourne. I know the Storm were down on cattle, but that's uh, a big win for them. Like big bounce back, especially doing it how they did it. Like they slapped the Eel, Storm in the face and the Storm slapped back and they still won the game. I love it. I love that there was a Storm fan that said, oh, we're still three and oh, am I? It's like, Bro, if like two bounces of the ball go the other way, you're 0-3. Like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, calm down. And that's what the Storm will have forever. They win when they just win those games. Yeah. But they didn't this one, which was mm. nice. You know? Are they frauds, Mitchell? <laughs> Might have to call <laughs> on that. But yeah. yeah, that bench just doesn't do anything for me still. Hey, like Trent Loyero, no. Alec McDonald does okay-ish. Tepai, ugh. And then whatever. But, uh, <laughs> I thought Nick Meany was good on the wing. And I think it's kind of strange that Dino Remio is like back in there this week. And mean he's not maybe that changes and Brandon Smith having like a broken hand and playing seven seven minutes is ridiculous I, I didn't believe he was playing when I saw the first team list like there's they named him at nine but he's not going to play and he, mm. and he did and he played really well and scored um scored it or set up a try sorry in only way that he can set up like just goes over someone's face yeah <laughs> let's just go straight through right. someone and sets it's a try up but uh it hates I hate that he's going from the storm to the roosters because I would love to see him being that guy who just changes things for an average club. I'd love to see him go because he just does things like that that doesn't matter where you're playing, mate. He's going to beat people one-on-one sometimes, you know. It doesn't matter if he's a good or a bad team. He's going to do that kind of stuff. And that's the kind of stuff, mate, that really can swing a club's fortunes, in my opinion. But unfortunately, he's just going to get another good team and just they're going to stay good. Yeah. Um, I just looked at the storm list for this week. Uh, they have a guy on their extended bench called Sua Falongo, who's like 17 or 18 years old. Is he related to David Falongo? Let's just say yes. They, Let's just go with it. Because David Falonga would be like close to 40 now. So there's like he could have a 20 year old kid. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh-huh. it's his son. Yeah, I'll find that out. Harry Ramage, if you're listening, tell me. Thank you. <laughs> Surely he knows. He will. Uh, yeah, the storm, storm, oh, Cam Munster, by the way, just doesn't he look, we've said it a few times, he looks fucking exceptional. Like yeah. dropping that weight and stop it's drinking. Literally, it's literally like in Parks and Rec where Andy Dwyer loses like 50 pounds instantly when he stops drinking beer. That's Cam Munster. Yeah. I just Great. love that, like, he was already one of the best halves in the comp, one of the best players in the sport. But I just love that he liked beer so fucking much that he, like, he's like, fuck it. I could be the best or I could have a six pack every night. I'm going the fucking sixer. 
Yeah, you have to respect it. it to you got to respect yeah. it. The love for the beer, you got to respect it and uh, respect it. The beer immediately, because some people say, oh, if I just stop doing that, I could get it back instantly, whatever. People talk about all the time of why well, I just did this or that. I could go do things yeah. easily, you know? Well, he proved he can. He could just stop drinking beer for three months and he could just be one of the best in the competition again. Must Good be nice. <laughs> um, Didn't work for Darius Boyd. Oh. Poor Darius. All right, moving on. Um, had another crazy game. Um, Raiders 24, Titans 22. Uh, the Raiders did a reverse Raiders. Good for them. They did a Good Titans. Oh, the Titans sorry. The Titans. Sorry, before we continue, breaking news from George Clark on Twitter 34 seconds ago. Mitch Barnett gets a six-game suspension. He's lucky. Mm. I'm fine with it. I'm not going to sit there bitching. It should have been eight. It's fine. It's a long, it's a long suspension. Yeah, I'm going to laugh if they play the Tigers in like seven weeks' time because their fans always yeah. bitch about how players always come back against them. Let me yeah, see. So that's, uh... Let me pull it out. This is great radio. Uh, one, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six. No, it comes back against the Bulldogs and then the Broncos. So that's a nice little cushy doubleheader for him to ease his way back into. But there you go. That's not as exciting, is it? No, not nearly enough. All right. Uh, yeah, all right. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. yeah, Raiders. They did a reverse Raiders. Good on them. They did a tit- the Titans did a Titans, though, mate. They, they are re- the most ridiculous rugby league team. There is like 20 to 30 minutes every single game where you watch these guys and you think these guys are the best team in the league. If you just showed a like a random person who doesn't watch rugby league, like the good bits of Titans games, they would think they were the greatest team in the history of sport. But then the rest mm. of the time... Uh, I don't understand it. How do they keep doing this? Didn't they? Didn't they just last year against you guys? They blew a twenty-two in the lead before half time. Uh, they like, they were up twenty-two nil in sixteen minutes, and it was twenty-two yeah. all at half time. <laughs> like, no, I know the Raiders fans have all these demons about late collapses and stuff, but like, the Titans have it on another level. I think. Like, my God, like, how do yeah. they look so good and so shit in the same games? I mean, we've said it many a time, but they are a team, like we talked about rolling over earlier. They love to roll over. The moment they get copperversity, they roll over and there doesn't seem to be anybody there that will, will do anything to swing things back in their favor. Like, they just seem to be a team that watch things happen to them, happen to them, you know? They just, the game goes by, they just watch it happen. And, like, people blame Fafita because he's, like, the big money guy, which is weird. But in this game, like, I... I went to the movies and it was 22 nil. Like, yes. The missus, I wanted to make her see Bat- the Batman for ages and I was on the couch watching this and she didn't want to see it, whatever. And then she's like, fuck it, do you want to go see Batman? And I pulled up my phone and there was a session in like five minutes near us and it's like, well, we can make it before the movie starts. I was like, 22 nil. the Raiders haven't really turned up. Fuck it. Yep. Fuck it. And, I get, and I get to the movies and it was like, I look at my phone, it was halftime still and it was 22-4. I was like, oh, they scored like that. You know, whatever. I scored some shitty try on halftime. And then the game finishes, my phone has a million notifications. Like, I, I, get, I get the movie, I'm like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. The boys, the team of the podcast have done it. They've come back and they've beaten the Gold Coast Titans to much aplomb. And in the, in the most Titans way possible, of course. Like, we're watching the game. Like, they, so, <sighs> they turned it over like 20 meters out from their own line before the, um, the Seb Chris try. Yeah, and the okay. by the way, the most rugby league thing ever is like we've now we're now on like day three of people crying about them fucking up the tackle count on that one set where yeah. like all they had to, like they still kicked the ball away. It's not like they gave the it's not like they gave the Titans an extra tackle and they scored. If people missed this, yeah, the the the, the Titans were shorted a tackle and so they got a quick hurried kick away, which 
wasn't a great kick by Toby Sexton and then the Raiders scored off that set. Like, obviously bad, but fucking hell. Maybe just don't blow a 22 nil lead. Yep. But people can sit there and, like, say Fafita was shit or whatever, but he, like, still had 15 runs, 173 metres, a couple of line breaks, like, broke the line up before, towards the end of the game. Like, I don't know. He's got a bar set for him that he'll never hit. Old day for feeder. Mm. Anytime they don't win or he doesn't have a cracky game, he's, he gets called shit on the internet. He's but, pretty uh, good. He is. They lost Jaden Campbell for next week, which is like perfectly co- co- coincides with them signing Jermaine Asako. Well, it's you know, nice that it's worked out for them. It has. But uh, yeah, this, mate, it's so hard to get a read on them. Like this competition issue, it's good to have the game. Like we're back, you know, what is it? One team, three and oh. There's seven teams that are two and one, seven, one and two, one, oh, and three. Like that's a nice even split for once. Haven't had that in a while. But out of all the teams that I can't get a read on still, the Titans, I have no idea with the Titans. Absolutely none. Like they, I, I could see them finishing six. I could see them finishing 14th still after seeing three yeah, games. 100% agree. And you know what? If they do what they did last year and fuck around and make the finals, who would bet against them just making a run? They should have beaten the Roosters. Yeah, oh, well. just whatever. What but yeah, do? it's just great yeah, that the Raiders do this and like Semi Valame smashing uh, that's cool. at the end. He is like left before the ball's been put. He's taken the biggest gamble of all time. Looks like an absolute clown if it doesn't come off, but he, he predicted the pass well on Brent Brimson. Like he's left his center like two passes early and just sprinted in field and smashed him. It was awesome. Uh, great little comeback. And I like. These are two of the clubs, only two of the clubs that can really do this these days are these two of them, and they're in the same goddamn game, so of course it happened. Like, yeah, very funny. Yeah, if you were to tell me there was going to be a 22-point comeback in one of the games last week, I would have told you it was probably this game. I couldn't tell oh, you which yeah. team did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. but, oh, yeah, it was probably the, the Raiders-Titans, right? Oh, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, they were very good in the second oh, half. Yeah, yeah Val- Valame, oh, yeah. that hit was awesome. Um, Jack White oh. started the season really well, and Brad Schneider was also very good in the second half. Better to say that he was. He was a great pass on the tries. I do hate the Matt Frawley thing. And I heard one of the Ricky quotes. And it, the quote he said was, was perfectly fine. But he can't say it, if you get me. He was talking about Trevelyan and, and, and Xavier Savage. I can't remember the exact quote. But it was about like, oh, I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing to the walls. I'm letting them develop or whatever. It's like, Ricky, mate, you kind of throw people in all the fucking time. <laughs> like, you kind of did it with like James Schiller this year. You've done it with Semi Valame in the past. You, like you kind of do that all the fucking time. You just throw guys in who are young and hope they work out. And you're telling me that after losing Hodgson, Adam Trevelyan, who again we're treating him like he's an 18 year old child. He's like 21, couple of years of reserve grade. I know they're not great years, but a couple of preseasons looked good when he played. You're telling me he can't play 25 minutes. Matt Frawley has to play 25 minutes of hooker. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe it. But I won't have great, it. Like he's great, great name too. Great name. It's mine. He should be starting because Tom Starling again looks just so much better coming off the benches as a hooker. And it feels like he's going to be one of those guys that, like, you know, for like two years there at the Bulldogs, had James Graham, whilst he was their best prop, he came off the bench. Yeah. It's like Starling will be their hooker of the future, but it just feels like they're always going to have somebody who plays like 25 minutes and then he comes on because uh, he looked garbage starting last week and much better coming off and running around this week and I think and, a big part of the comeback as well is him darting around dummy half if you have to do it like that's fine like whatever like, it is all good yeah. doesn't matter and, uh, doesn't matter who do they play this week who the top the Raiders mm. they play Manly which is actually an interesting one because Manly still kind of suck 
They do a little bit. We'll get there though. Um, first of all, your beloved. Anything else before we go? Speaking no, speaking of sucking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the Kevolution <laughs> is dead. It's paused. Uh, it's on pause for one Paused? Week. Okay, just paused. <laughs> yeah. Um Mitchell. Uh Tom Din. How'd they let him go? Yeah. Firstly, we'll start with Tom Din. How'd they let him go? Yeah. Um that's a bit of pill because people know I believed in Tom Dearden. And I wouldn't say he was exceptional in this game, but I think it was the same as last week for the Cowboys. They didn't look crash hot for the first like 40 or 50 minutes, but they were on top for that period. And then they eventually, the other team got tired and they cracked them down and they kept ending their sets effectively. And all of a sudden they won by a shitload. You know, like they, that's what the, the Cowboys kept ending their sets quite well, putting pressure on the Broncos and all that comes from Chad and Tom just like playing boring footy and being fine with it. Like they didn't really try to score points off big spreads or anything for the whole game, really. Like all that, like well, they scored four of their tries off kicks, and I know they're apparently they're not worth less points, even though we treat them like they are. Yeah, we do. Um. So uh, yeah, they they were they sorry you he bung us me messages that blew my brain trying to read at the same time. People know how I do with how I do with reading. That was my mistake. <laughs> it, was your, it was your mistake. Because yeah. I can't just read like you can. I have to try and read and also process and keep talking. Yes. No. Anyway, we'll go back to this. So yeah, they, they kind of stayed on top of Brisbane and Chad and did and kind of did their thing, kind of kicked us to death. And yeah, it was just disappointing that that Brisbane let it happen, but also that Tom Dean was a big part of that. That that mm. was a kick in the guts. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean Again, like you just had this huge spell of the game where you just their forwards just kicked the absolute shit out of you. I mean, can you explain that? Or, mate, well, so far they've had we've had less sets than our opposition in every game so far. And I know with with South we actually had a bit more possession because like you guys had more sets to get dropping the fucking ball, you know. But they just have this the same thing as last year and in the, in the year prior. Like they're so bad at just getting through the boring parts of rugby league. They hate the boring parts of rugby league. They they hate the 20 minutes where you're just going to go back and forth sometimes, you know, when you're not breaking the other team down and you're not scoring points and you just get through it. And I know we signed Adam Reynolds as a big part for him to help with that, but he can't stop the other idiots all the time, you know? And this is one of those games that, like, Selwyn Cobbo looked mentally disengaged from kickoff to the end. Like, he looked like he played hungover. Like, he was five metres behind every kick chase, making mistakes. Tessie was, oh... Tessie was god awful, like positioning all uh, all over the shop. And I think, like, mate, he might be a couple more weeks until they don't play him at fullback ever again. But he was god awful. If he keeps playing like that, it's like he's getting lessons. From, you can see he's getting lessons from Darius Boyd, right? You can see it because everyone remembers Darius. When he was good at fullback, he'd defend at marker. And then the moment the ball was played, to be on his bike. He'd read the play and he'd make a decision and he'd go, you know? And when Darius got old in his last year, Teens picked that apart because he couldn't move with it, you know? This felt like old Darius was at fullback because Tessie hasn't got the brain to figure out. But half those plays, like the Cowboys picked on him from the kickoff. Like they scored their first try from kicking on early in the tackle count because Tessie stood at marker. They played the ball and then Tessie just stood at marker. So, mate, you've got to like do something. You know, you either you either make yourself a number in the line, you mark someone, or you get on your bike and do your job. And he did neither. And it wasn't just that try. The two tries that came down the left-hand edge, he was stuck at marker again. And then they kicked at him for the other, like three, the three other tries. And I know if you, if you just watch them all on replay, or just watch the game, you probably weren't focused on Tessie and you. 
But if you're watching all again now, I'm telling you, watch where Tessie is, and he won't be in the right spot for any of them. And then he got outjumped. That shit, like, you know, what can you do? But, like, yeah, fullback getting outjumped. It was just piss easy for the Cowboys once they got down our end to pick him apart. But they just, mate, they can't do the to and fro still, as we mentioned. They can't stay in the possession battle. And then we get into dumb shit when you watch the game, talking about we've got to get the ball to Katoni Stags or do this or do that. No, we fucking don't, mate. So to get back into the game, get back into the balance of play, kick into their corners, make them make mistakes, and then we'll see what happens. But instead, we try cheap and lazy things again. And even Adam Reynolds did it. And I backed Reynolds trying that 40-20 because he's the one guy, you know, he had that license for us. But he missed it. And that was the lazy play, right? That's the cheap way of trying to turn the momentum back in our favor. I turned the game around and then did short dropouts for no reason and tried to do the same thing. Like, yeah, whatever. They just lost that physical battle never got back into it. And I'm sick of hearing about how good Katoni Staggs is because Herbie's really fucking good too. Just put him at five eight. Well, Herbie <laughs> did get <laughs> Herbie did get two tries, Mitchell. The, the first of which was very contentious and obviously didn't end up affecting the outcome because you got pumped, but it was a hot button issue at the time on the internet. So for the first time this year, we're going to welcome in our resident refereeing expert for our favorite segment, We Was Robbed. What happened in here? We was robbed. Oh my God. Please welcome Dean Robb. Hello. Got the call up up early. I need like an intro (laughs) noise or something. I put my neck out for you. On, on Sunday. I publicly I endorsed you. I know. It's been a couple of days. Annesley didn't even get asked about it because they lost by 30, so no one gives a shit. But were you correct? Um, I'm still I'm still going with yes, I'm correct. Whoever I've asked so far has agreed with me. I've asked NRL referee agrees with me. Um, so I'm backing myself. Might not, yeah. you know, you, ever, you never know. Maybe someone knows something that we don't. I think it's possible. Yeah. It happens all the time, but... So- so let's work backwards. So there's absolutely no, unless you're like, unless you're blind, there's no issues with the Kyle Felt grab. That is clear as day. That part is probably a penalty try. No arguments from anyone there apart from, I think, Batty Vaughton, who was doing the 100% thing, whatever. <laughs> Again, he's the one guy who's created that 100% yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and then you go, the second kick, he's onside. It doesn't look like he is, but he is. And that was weird because that was the kick that most people were blowing up about. Hmm. But you're saying it should have been no try because of the first kick, Dean. Now, what is the rule? that was mis misrepresented in this passage of play. Okay. So the easiest way to look at it is when you kick downfield, if there's a player in front of you as a kicker, the only way, well, the, the main way to put them on side is to run in front of them, right? That's normal. If it's downfield, 30 meters downfield, but yeah. you see all the time how you hear the referee describe about active and passive inside 10 meters, right? You hear that in different decisions where someone's offside and they've considered to be active or passive. So the whole idea is if you're within those 10 meters, you can't get involved. If you're considered to be active, it's a penalty. It's, it works the same in a kick. So if he kicks it, the person, if the kick is within the 10 meters, so the person that would have picked it up if it wasn't for Capewell is inside those 10 meters of where the ball was kicked, then the same rule would apply where the person cannot be involved. And then therefore the person who kicked it cannot run them on side because it happened within 10 meters. It was a very small kick. If it was a long kick, different story, but because it happened within 10 meters, then that person cannot be run on side. They're always considered to be active and they cannot be involved. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. 
um, that's 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 the contention. So it's it's because it was a, a, just a little little kick um, by who, who was it that kicked it? I can't remember now. The original kick, the, Albert the, Kelly. Albert Kelly, yeah. So because Albert Kelly only just you know dribbled the ball a little bit, um, Capewell was a couple of meters in front of him. He cannot be put back on side because the person that would have picked up the ball was within ten meters. Um, and I know in the rule it says catcher, and some people argue with me about well, it wasn't a catcher. Catcher is just the word that they use. That could be anyone, anyone that would have gotten the ball. Um, yeah. it, it, it doesn't. A, have a, to grub, be. a grubber kick still has a catcher, exactly. even though it's hit the ground. Yes, exactly. Um, if Cable was not there, someone would have picked up the ball from the opposition, from the Cowboys. Yep. All right. Uh, I have no issues with that. Thankfully, it didn't end up yeah. uh, deciding the outcome of the game. And Dean, the, the 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 latter bit with felt, you got no no issues with that part. No, it would, that was spot on. If if all was good there, I think um, Atkins explained himself really well. 100% mm. agree with you, Mitch, about the idea of it would have been 100% a try. And no, in his opinion, it would have been a try. Yeah. That's how it should be. In my opinion, it could have been anything. But in his opinion, that's all that matters. It, it could, it obviously can't 100% be a try. But in his opinion, it was. And I, and I agree with that. Yeah, it was um, obviously didn't change the game, which makes it, it got, it faded into nothingness. Yeah. But it was a big, it was a big moment at the time, contentious people talking about it. But it feels like the inside 10 for kicks has been one of the things they've kind of officiated a bit. It gets, sorry, it gets done wrong often. Yeah, you know, it kind of gets forgotten about sometimes. We had a, like I remember there was a Broncos South game, Vanguard. Was it Corbin Sims who was like yeah, offside and, inside the ten and he scored? And they gave yeah, and in the same game, George Burgess got robbed of a yes. try for a downtown. Yeah, and then in the same game, <laughs> and then in the same game, someone like, on your team dropped the ball over the try line and they gave it a try. And but, that was during the period where we hadn't beaten you in like four years. It was complete bullshit. Yeah, but it was oh. like they they remember downtown on one side, but they forgot inside the ten on the other side of the field. I was like, that's great. I liked it. It was good. It worked but... out well for you. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, usually when they have to decide this stuff, they, all they need to decide on is whether or not he was active or passive. It's very rare to see a kicker actually run them back on side. You don't see that often. Um, so it doesn't come up as much. But um, yeah, it, it's um, for me, uh, it's obviously it was something that was, in my opinion, was missed completely. Um, or um, there's met, might be something that we don't know about, but as far as I'm concerned, that's always what we, we've been taught. And that's what, what has been the case. If you, you'd probably have to go back pretty far to find another example of it, to be honest, but still. Yeah. Um, and uh, before you go, do you want to talk about Rooster South? Um, <laughs> let's just put it this way. Um, I've had two weddings this year and they've both been the Knights and the South game. And I have been thrilled because we were <laughs> horrible. Because um, I would so not Dean, have liked to be there. Uh, Dean, which part can people find you at to yell abuse at you this weekend? Um, round one, I'll find out. My, I actually just came back from ref training, funny enough. So there you go. Do you know what's the worst? Having having to wear this, I'm wearing a South logo on my shirt. Mm. Oh, where you are, training, mate. Yeah. Uh, there were some newbies and it was dark. Yeah. So I wanted them to know that who we How are. How do you haze them? Do you like put like DP in their whistle or something? Like, <laughs> I feel like we need to be careful with what I'm <laughs> going to say when we're talking <laughs> okay, about whistleblowing. Um, yeah. Oh, we just, just, um, just. The, the classic, you know, put their faces in puddles and then make them try and uh, give us a signal. Yeah, the classic stuff. Drown it's them. good old, good natured fun. All right, Dean, yeah. anything else you want to say before you get out of here? Um, it's round three. Everyone needs to calm down. All the panic merchants just need to calm down. Um, I think we'll be okay. What if we're panicking about the Tigers? Can, do we need to calm down then? Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's <laughs> okay. okay. Maybe that's okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining. Thank you, Dean. Thanks for having me. No worries. That was... 
Dean Robb from We Was Robbed. Uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty concisely explained, Mitchell. It was. Thank you. And I have already. Uh, uh, I've already got. I know what we're going to put in there for the reruns of the intro. It's, yeah, we'll see. It's going to annoy yeah. people's ears. I don't care. They're not my is ears. Is it David? <laughs> is it Brayton Nasser screaming? You're off your head. No, it is. It is okay. It's from the Fresh Prince when they got robbed, and it's Will Smith screaming top of his lungs, and he says, "We was robbed." I like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like can't. I really, really hope Dean makes the NRL so I can just yell abuse at him from the sideline. Yeah, but, yeah the final really thing, polish off on this game, I guess, is like, yeah, the Cowboys. A couple of weeks now, they're, they're obviously better than people thought they were going to be. Uh, maybe it continues. Uh, they've got a gem there in Jeremiah Nanai who was smart not to sign any contracts in preseason because it felt like we've spoken about this before. I felt like. It was weird. No, everyone was talking about Highland Lukey and I know particular teams mm. are like Ben Condon on the edge and no one was talking about Jeremiah Nanai and it was weird. And here he is with a bazillion tries or four tries. Every, in- everyone's talking about the fighting mongooses, Jeremiah yeah, Nanai, yeah, the hottest yeah. young kid in the game. The, the hottest young kid. <laughs> yeah. You would say well, it like he, that, would you? Well, <laughs> a little sexy boy. He's over 18. <laughs> I can say whatever I want. Don't make it weird. Yeah. But uh, they're no bitching about Tamuolo's use this week, despite being the same minutes and less runs. But he was involved in a couple of tries, a pass from one, a good decoy for another. People sharp all of a sudden. Yeah, what true. a shock. And Val Holmes looks um, really at home at centre, getting involved all over the park. But that's one thing that I can't cop. Like Most people know, listen to this podcast, or Broncos Weekly, know I don't rate Katoni Staggs at a level of everyone, like the meet everyone seems to. I don't yeah. think he's the best centre in the competition. I think he has great potential. But he has a bit of what we have now. It's like, remember when the troll was in the centers at, at, at the Roosters? And every time you watched a game, mm. half the call was about getting the ball to the troll. Yeah. Remember when he just destroyed the Tigers and someone said it was the greatest performance? And like someone literally yeah. wrote in a newspaper that it was the greatest performance in the history of rugby league. Yeah. And he had like five touches. Yeah. And he was the best player ever. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. But like, that's, we get to get this now with Katoni at Brisbane that we just, mm. the whole game. Geez, you would just like to see him get more carries and getting the ball, whatever, whatever. And I agree with them. Katoni Staggs has always needed to get more carries at the ball. But part of the game rugby league is that you go and get the fucking ball. You know, mm. it's like it's Herbie has a shitload of more carries every week. And right now he's been better form. Why would we not go to Herbie? But it's not a coincidence that even last year or even when he played with Staggs in the past, when the team has gone right every single attacking play, Herbie has more carries than Staggs still. Because Herbie gets involved, mate. He goes looking for the ball. He does yardage carries. He does the hard work. You know, he chases kicks. He's mm. He somehow always needs to pop up when things are happening for Brisbane, whatever. Katoni does none of that shit. Learned might that, come. He learned that in his junior days, patrolling the midfield for Manchester United's that, youth that, teams. Yeah, Katoni does none of that shit. And, mm. and it's everyone else's fault, fault but Katoni's. I think no, the, Latrell, the Latrell comps are really good in terms of the way they're talked about. Yeah, like, he's not as good as the Tron Mitchell, but he's not. But the entire like the, so far, I've watched one game at the, one at the ground and watched mm. one at home. But I watched the replay, the one at the ground, and all three games, half the calls about getting. Gee, I'd like to see Katoni get more ball. Mm. And Katoni had a certified stinker this weekend. By the way, he yeah. he carried the ball six times. He dropped it three. You dropped the ball over the, the line last ball? week too. Yeah, like um, and okay, Farnworth's should... been Farnworth's been your best yeah. outside back. Easily, but it's so. it's a team sport. Brisbane don't just rely on Katoni Stags to win. They're relying yeah. a lot and of guys I, to win. I don't want to games. disrespect Katoni Stags. He's a really good player, but I don't he think is. he's at the. There are there are like a handful of players where you can talk like this. You can have this rhetoric and be like, "Oh, just give the ball to Tommy some more. Just give the ball to Teddy, or maybe even Joey Manu or Latrell." But yeah. yeah, he's not in that basket. He's not. And that's and not a knock. Might, that's not a knock. He might be one day. 
But yeah, yeah I don't know. It's People silly. are trying to put him in that basket before he's earned the right to be there. And it's, I mm. think a lot of it comes from like Katoni's in and out of first grade. Like he's way he's been injured. It's like he comes in, has four or five good weeks, and then he goes away. And so he doesn't have the bad weeks. You know, yeah. we didn't see the bad weeks. They weren't there. The bad weeks exist. We just haven't seen as many of them. And they've been there. The first three rounds of this season, he's been bad. He's been pretty solid defensively, but he's been bad with the ball in hand. And I don't think the Broncos should be sitting there thinking, geez, you've got to get the ball to Katoni. The time will got, come you, for Katoni Sags. You just have to. You will get ball. They will go to him. They always target him near the goal line. But again, to get good ball to Katoni, you've got to do all the other things first. You've got to compete in the middle of the field. You've got to work your way up the field. You've got to stop dropping the ball and giving away dumb penalties. You know, you've got to work your way into the game because otherwise Katoni, because he doesn't do anything else, is going to get no ball. So he doesn't go looking in field, doesn't take yardage carries. And when he does take yardage carries, he thinks he's going to house them. He made mistakes mm. in this game because he did stupid things that he thought he's going to go the distance. And he's maybe a little bit up his own ass right now. Maybe he needs a bit of a, that, a, bit of a chip that, mate, yeah. you're, you're good. You're not that good. You know, like, yeah. you're not going to score every time you touch the ball, Katoni. You're not. No. All right. Last game of the round, Manly 13 Bulldogs. Well, I don't know why people are so worried about the Bulldogs attack, Mitchell. They were, at one point in this game, they were averaging 320 points for the 80 minutes. So what's that to complain And they won the second half. Yeah, 2-1. <laughs> Trent Barrett yeah, started again. <laughs> Fuck me. This game sucked. I watched the whole thing with my mate who's a Bulldogs fan and just felt bad for him the whole time. Why would, why um, would you feel bad for him? Because it's just so, they're so shit. Like, imagine if you had to just watch this team do this shit every week and have an emotional investment in it. Like, it's just, it's just fucking awful. It's so bad. Like, if, yeah. this is what I imagine going for like Burnley feels like. It's just like you show up, it's just absolute tedious shit. Joy, we, we might win. Hard, though. You might win. You might jag a 1 0. But you probably like, won't. Who the, like, <laughs> but you probably won't. And then at the end, win or lose, you're just like, what was the fucking point of that? It just wasn't fun for anyone. Least of all me, who had no investment emotionally. Actually, I did because we had Manly and Coltrane. But like, fuck. And you know what? Manly's attack. You know what? No, Manly's attack was no better. It was also bad. They had so many. What was their inside the twenty? Well, they must have had close to fifty tackles inside the Bulldogs twenty, and they couldn't do fucking anything. How many? How many lazy fat guy tries did Tom Tavoyevich try to score? It's not twenty twenty one anymore. How was it? Five or six times he just tried to take a one out hit up at a forward. It was was so funny. This guy's not tired. It's like when Homer Simpson fights Jederick Tatum, and he's like, "This guy's not falling over. He's not getting tired." (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. basically him now running it forwards to try and score an easy one out try doesn't work anymore um, i love i love it though don't don't you it's just he'll stop doing it soon he, will, he, will. he will stop doing it but well, they like, had they had 38 play the balls no wait that's the that's, wrong one they had 20 no they had 38 play the balls in the opposition tw- uh, 20 which is the so second many. highest of the round the highest being south who South's, scored yeah. a shitload of points who scored five <laughs> tries and had two disallowed so yeah yes yeah yes they scored um, a lot of points yeah um but yeah, uh, the weather didn't help, I'm sure. New grandstand at Manly looked cool. But like, yeah, fuck this game. I hated it. It was shit. Yeah, and you, you said Manly, <laughs> you'd hope you'd back them to figure it out. And Tommy was all over the park. But yeah, it was just, I had those dumb arguments being over it. I just laughed at, oh, the guy, you can't just run over this tie guy in the middle anymore. He, a couple of times he went searching in the middle. And he's like, I'll oh, take a hit up here on like fourth carry, fourth tackle and just mm-hmm. got tackled. It's like, yes. Yes, Tommy, they're not as tired as they were. You're going to have to learn that, bud. I know it was really easy last year. It's not as easy now. Just an absolute slop. Like it, it is. And they've lost. I mean, I'm sure the condition the didn't help, but like, fuck me. By the way, the troll game. He had. I looked it up. He had seven carries. Best game of all time. Yeah. Okay. 
well, seven touches. Good. Even like it was just felt like the ball wasn't moving. I looked it up. Like the set, the average set distance, both these teams averaged thirty-four point something meters per set. For comparison, you just said forty-six. Both, <laughs> well, both South and the Roosters. This is the first game I picked. Both South and the Roosters had over forty. Yeah. It's like the ball was just staying in the middle of the field. Wasn't really doing. They weren't doing a whole lot. The kicking game from both teams was pretty poor. Like Cherry field goal was nice, I guess. Like fuck, yeah. I don't know. I thought Aaron Shaw had some nice moments. Good to see him in first grade. But, I don't like. I don't like putting Burns on the wing though. No, and slow. I thought Shook did a good job shooting in. Jason Saab's terrible. Um, well, the, well, now if, if if it's wet and he's not also running off off of Tommy's good good work, get him out. Um, Shoot him into the and sun. Morgan Harp had an all time Barney. I think we might be seeing fast guy sometime soon. Well, we're starting fast to see. Uh, no, okay. I think he's a replacement player again. Is he? But it's it's starting to as you said see those things come. The chickens come home to roost, mate. Of all these. Yeah. Uh, Landis ball frauds like Parker and, and Harper all sitting on the back of uh, Tommy's work. Counterpoint. Jake yeah. Turbo's been all right. <laughs> He's been all right. Still everyone's number him. one enemy. Varmi, apparently. How the yeah. fuck is he getting blamed for this? None of this I, is his fault. He just like, is. He's just great. Luke Brooks at him. <laughs> he actually is. Yeah. He legitimately is. Yeah, but that, that's uh, whatever. I'd like to put Ethan Bullmore back to the bench and he came on as an edge forward anyway. No, he sucks on the edge. There's god damn it. But yeah, I thought Maybe Foran should... had a pretty good game, by the way. I thought Kieran yeah, had the best game this year. But yeah, it just it was a disgusting game. And the whole way you thought, man, you're gonna win it. Like the whole way through, like the Bulldogs are doing nothing with the ball. Yeah. yeah uh, and uh and already doing the halfback shuffle, by the way. Embarrassing. Mm. Like Wakem's okay-ish too. Yeah. Stick with one of them. Neither of them are that good. Yeah. No, but no. it just bad coaches do this stuff, mate. Like halfback shuffle, love it. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Go sign Aiden Caesar, you idiots. Actually, he's, how old is he now? I don't know. Just go sign him. Fuck it. Who cares? Figure it out. Figure out the birthday to birth later. I'm not talking about this game anymore. Let's move on. Coltrane right, or news or something. Garbage. Yeah, Coltrane. <laughs> Why the fuck not? All right. Uh, we're both two and one. We both picked Manly. Um, I mean, we won, but at what cost? We had to watch 80 minutes of that. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, I was going to do Brisbane this week. Yeah. But again, we picked these things early, and right now Brisbane, we've, they've they've got Flegler back, huge, whatever. But they're missing, um, uh, missing Capewell potentially. Missing Jordan Ricky's been named, but I think he's not going to play. Pia Kuru is injured, so I might end up going into the game with like just props everywhere, which I don't like. Yeah. So not Brisbane. Uh, brave. Would you like to pick a team in lieu of not picking a team? Well, no, it's it's actually a tough week for it is. Four. It, it is. is. A lot of people will take the Roosters. Mm. I would not I touch them with a 10-foot pole. I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't touch them. Yeah. Storm feels like the safe pick. We cannot pick I, the Storm. But, yes, but to say that, I cannot pick the Storm. Yes, that's what so, you're about to say. Yes. And so, what I'm picking, no, the, te- the team I'm picking, and it's they're never safe, I'm picking the Titans. Wow. Because the Tigers fucking suck. They do suck, but they're... Their depressed fan base, some of them think they're going to win this game. And that counts for a lot because they never think anything good is going to happen to them. Yes. But I also don't like, like, Wichu Kamanu's out. They're starting four pack. How do they get this bad again all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Tom, now Musgrove and Joe, Joe O. I don't really want to copy you, but it, like, I also, so here's the thing, right? Now you're in the same um, predicament, mate. You can't, there's no other game to pick, really. For me um, and you right well, now. I was thinking about picking Souths, but I'm not going to. But um, yeah. Oh, if, if they didn't have Cleary back, if they played I last week's team, I might do it. I did say might do it. Um, but like, 
I don't want to wait until you know what sucks? Waiting till Sunday evening for your Coltrane. It sucks. It's not yeah. fun. I don't want to wait till eight o'clock for Parramatta to disappoint me. So yeah. my options were left with I don't know if the Roosters are gonna win, so I can't pick them. Um I think the Broncos will win, but I'm not sure. So I'm down to the Broncos, the Titans, or the Sharks, and I don't yeah. know which one. I think the, the Knights Eels, are getting Ponga back too, too right? Mate, so like, yeah, I just I'm want to wait. Till yeah, maybe. same. I'm at a, like, I'm at a wedding on Sunday night too, so I'm going to be able to watch it. So Yeah, well, yeah. for me, it's like also uh, the first few weeks, I haven't got away the ones I wanted. Like I thought about getting away the Warriors, but we picked earlier. Oh, let's yeah. get the Titans tip out of the way. You know, you, yeah. you can't, Currently, for me, the Tigers are the worst team in the competition. You can only pick against them. So you only pick it against them every two weeks. The ladder is going to do it. They're going to do them um, this week, and then next week they play the Sharks, which again would have been a good pick. But next um, week I'm, I, I can open up my my uh, picking a bit more because next I, week, guess who plays the Bulldogs? Hoops. The Panthers away. Oh, nice away. Nice. <laughs> um, I am actually going to pick the Broncos. Yeah. There you go. They got a away man. game in Redcliffe. Like more, so yes. Um, yes. I don't know. That seems nice. Yeah. They're favorites. It's away. Um, it's away. The Warriors got a win last week, so they'll be. Yeah, they'll be well, that's Brisbane definitely read that. their press. Hey, they won two games again. That's still yeah. a team of idiots. You can put as many Adam Reynolds as in, yeah, but you can you can't outweigh the Kevy Walters and the rest of the lot with one Adam Reynolds. The you only look to balance it. <laughs> just looking at the team sheets, the Warriors have a guy whose first name is Pride. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Pride Peterson Rabati. Yeah, great name. He was at Brisbane in the past. Oh, well, maybe it's a revenge game for him. Who knows? <laughs> he might, get, like he might get his debut. <laughs> I don't know. I'm saying the Broncos. Fuck it. Don't care. Yeah, All right. right. Uh, and if people don't know what we're talking about, if you're a new listener to the show, the Culture and Cup is our Patreon-only tipping competition. We pick one match per week. Probably should have mentioned that at the start. That whole discussion would have made more sense to you. But regardless, um, yeah, there's a couple other rules. A lot of people, four people broke the rules this week, Mitchell. Up 400% from last week. So, and it was all people being overexcited to be against the Bulldogs again, wasn't it? It was. That's what happens every <laughs> fucking time. Because, of course, one of the there's four rules of this, and one of them is you cannot pick against the same team in consecutive weeks. And like, or pick the same team. Four people went Broncos last week, then pick Manly. Yeah, but the four one is easy. No one ever breaks that. Well, actually, one person did this week. Shout out Rough Belly. But Who did like, he did the Knights twice. But I mean, they lost anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And he's a Panthers fan, so double doesn't matter. I like that but, he picked the, all teams. It was the Knights. He picked twice. He, I think oh, it was like a classic Mitch Doyle reverse jinx. Yeah, have you seen fan, the Nick Hampton so. campaign to go 0 24? <laughs> See, 0 3. Well, he so he mentioned to me after he went lost the first round, he was going to do that. And then last week he lost again, he mentioned it. And then I said, Look, how about this weekend, mate? How about you pick an upset? You still, you're not dead, but why don't you, if you think of that way, why don't you pick an upset? If it doesn't happen, you can go for your 0 24 quest. And yep. he did pick the Knights to beat Penrith. So that did not work out. And he's favorite now on a quest for 0-24, which is going to be tough. I mean, it's tough. easier. No, it's not that It's hard. easier, but it's still going to be tough. You just rotate between tipping against Penrith, Melbourne, and Souths every week. It's much easier than the reverse. You've got to pick everyone at least once. I wonder if he's doing that still. Well, he has That'd to. Otherwise, he's, he's, it's null and void otherwise. Null it's got yes, to gotta be a proper 0-24, not a, yeah, not a DQ. Sure. Not, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyone can go 0-24 breaking the rules. <laughs> well, yeah, you just don't tip. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyone right. can do that. So if you want to be a part of that next year, go to patreon.com forward slash rookies. You get access to our Discord server. Uh, merchandise is coming um, soon. Uh, there'll be bonus pods. already been a bonus pod this year. So, yeah, plenty, plenty of reasons to support the boys. Uh, churning out more content than ever before and a special thank you to people in the top 
two tiers of our Patreon subscription service, and they are Chris Avnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Conan, Doc Hogg, and Anonymous Backer, Frankie, Jace G, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Tobin 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I am sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilled Score, Seymour Butt, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, TV, The Black Vegetable, The Human Ice Cream, The Not So Mature Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support. Everyone who just listens and to everyone loyalties, thank you as well. Now, Mitchell, let's get into some news. Okay. Um, well, yeah, uh, we talked about Barnett already, so that's fine. Uh, Jaden Sue is going to miss a week. Um, yeah, so it's a, week he can't, it's a week he can't get Simbin, so positive. There you go. The, the not, so for Solomon Minor one's really the only thing I haven't spoken about yet. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, but... that's a really, to me, a really dirty hit. And, it is. Mate, I, I mean, what I, did you guys, what, uh, I don't know. I agree. I have had enough, though, of like the NRL hanging the NRL out to dry. Like... Annesley's like hammered the MR the match review committee after it. It's like, mate, these are the this is your new rules. They enforce the rules you guys just put in. Like, can they just like just stop hammering yourselves publicly? It's so dumb. But uh, yeah, I agree that he should be suspended. I agree he should have been sin binned. I don't know if it's should be should be should be put in jail. That he definitely if he did it on the street. Well, that's where he'd go. I'll tell you that much. Uh, the Raiders. Resign Corey Horsburgh. That's good. He's good. He's good, isn't he? I did wait, by the way, with the Will Smith thing. I kept waiting for the one rugby league idiot to use the did on the street thing seriously. And it did come. There was a couple of those tweets. It, it people did. like people it, are morons. They are very stupid. Um, it's like you understand the Oscars is not a sporting arena. Like he essentially also, did it on the streets. He's I Will don't Smith. know if you would go to like I feel like if you did that at a pub, you'd just get thrown out and that would be it. Yeah. You know, if you did a lot of the things you did in rugby league fields that are legal on rugby league fields, you did those in the streets, you'd also go to jail. Like if I started yes. taking hit ups, if I just started mm. running over people. Yeah, you can't tackle people at the pub. You, you can't, can't do it. You can't, you can't do, do, that. do it. Nor can you elbow them in the chin. Well, you probably can't do that on the rugby league field them. either. <laughs> they're, they're probably both going to prison. Let's you go know? down to the pub and just start shoulder charging people and just, yeah. the, I don't know. It's just, it's sometimes you see a tweet and before you get to the end of it, it's kind of like if you've ever been on Reddit and seen the Undertaker guy. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah, this yeah, dumbass's yeah. tweet is ending with, if you did that in the streets, it's like, oh, this idiot's serious. But yeah. it, always you start reading someone going off at a player and you're like, he's going to get there. He's going to do it. And it, he did it. He did say, if you did it in the streets, you'd go to jail. Fantastic. Are you saying that Nelson Asafa Solomon should go one on one with the Undertaker? He should. He might I, win. Well, he I've might seen, win. I've seen he's, he's Nas very throw old. Him. We've seen and, him throw him. And Mark Mark Calloway is a very brittle old man at the moment. Yeah. So I reckon he might win. He might. Um, Get it on Grace, the Saudi Arabian card. Make, make yeah, some put it on there. Call Grace. Everybody dropped. Oh, him and Goldberg last year was like the worst match of all time. Um. Anyway, Ray Stone's out for the year, but as we said, died a hero. Jack Heatherington's also out for the year. Shoulder reconstruction. He's going to have. Um, that sucks. Big, big week for effort merchants, mate. That's two of them. Big week. Yeah, just hit graves gone as well. There's just effort oh. merchants. The game has killed the effort merchant. Wait, is Keegan Hitgrave still in the NRL? No, he retired. That's season. what I thought. Okay, right. Yeah. So like, like, that's it, mate. They, 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 they're gone. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I it. don't know. I think that's it. Yeah. We're done here. Good. Oh, we did it. I'm proud of us. And Dean. <laughs> and Dean. We was he did, Rob. He did, he did a good job. Good on him. All right. Uh, we will be back later in the week with question time. Um, thank you for listening. 
Uh, say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me. <laughs>